another Browns win, another Sunday. This is the another edition of the WFNY Instant Insights. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Periscope. Anywhere you want to talk Browns, we are live. <laughs> and it's another one. We are 9-3 and three on the season. And we, Joe and I debuted this WFNY Instant Insights podcast edition at the beginning of the season. And, hey, Joe, <laughs> Nine another three, win, another podcast, four. right? We're not, we're not, or another win on the board for us, man. Nine and three. <laughs> what a game today. Uh, that was fun. Um, second half got a little boring. Yeah, I was just say the first, about. the first half was fun. Let's not say that was fun. <laughs> let's, let's be specific. The first half was fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, the, well, nothing could match that first half. That was, that was someone, a lot of people on Twitter were talking about that. That was the best half of football in my lifetime. I don't. I don't remember any time where we had that much success, and it was fun to watch and a huge win over a, a really good team. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies, big and small. On conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. Yeah, I feel like everyone was saying that battle of eight and three teams, but it was almost like the Browns were were not eight and three in a lot of people's eyes. I mean, let's be honest. Right. Everyone said, "Oh, look at the point differential. Oh, look who they beat. Oh, look in the big games they got blown out by the Steelers and Ravens. Are the Browns for real? What can you say today? I bet you they'll still make excuses. They'll still say, "Well, they still only won by." Six points. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just right. beat an eight and three team. Yeah. I mean, the Browns are nine and three. How many more excuses can I won't? I hate saying right. the word haters, and I know I've been made fun of in WFN by Slack. But how many <laughs> more excuses can the haters make against the Browns? Right. Yeah. There's no excuse anymore. The, this this team is a playoff contender, and they should be treated as one. They finally they beat they beat a team over five hundred. That was one of the big knocks on them. And they did it, and they did it in convincing fashion. Um, they 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 outplayed them. They were better than them in every single um, area of the game. It was it was a complete team win. Um, and the Browns are in the are in the playoff race, right? And thick of it, that was a huge win. Um, it just moves them even more in a favorable position to get in that playoffs. And anything can happen in the playoffs, man. 
I mean, I don't want to say it. It's Cleveland. But if the Browns don't make the playoffs now, I think it would be a huge disappointment. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. We're in we're in a position now where we should we should expect playoffs. It's we're we're nine and three, man. <laughs> and we nine got nine and two, three. Go and two have, and two the rest of the way, and you're eleven and five. And you reminder, and have, you play the two yeah, New York teams. Two New York teams, <laughs> like <laughs> like playoffs. I'm, uh, I know it's. It shouldn't. I shouldn't say this as a Cleveland, Cleveland Browns fan or a Cleveland fan, but play, playoffs are should be on the on the schedule this year. Um, that was a huge win this today, um, and that was fun, man. That was at the first half. I was like, "Is this is this real? <laughs> Am I dreaming?" Like, not only did the offense look good, but the defense looked good. Even outside right. of Den, like they didn't have Denzel Ward, and the pass defense still looked good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think the team figured out something today that they really they really got um the defense really was aided by the offense. They they took Tennessee out of their game and that really helped the uh the Browns defense. They they couldn't run Derrick Henry. Uh I think he had fifteen yards at halftime. Yeah, he had seven carries, fifteen yards at the half. Yeah. I would yeah. have I would have guessed right. that he'd have over ninety in the first half the way that he's been looking lately. Right. Yeah. The Browns the Browns they took it to him. They forced him to pass the ball. And that's just not Tennessee's game. They they they're not a passing they they're their quarterback's a solid quarterback, but he's not a guy that's gonna just outscore you uh in games uh, and they wanted to run derrick henry but they couldn't they were they fell behind quickly it was a quick fashion too that was it was sort of like the baltimore and steelers game but on the opposite end that we were we were forced to uh run in the, or pass in those games but um yeah it was great to see um and hey nine and three and beat a really good team yeah it's, i made sure i took a screenshot of the halftime stats the yeah. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt combined for 45 yards at half, right. and the Browns had 38 points. Yeah, if you would have told me that the two running backs, because this game it was supposed to be the highest scoring game, it was the high, mm-hmm. it, it had the highest over under of the week in um, yeah, Vegas. So we knew it was going to be a high scoring shootout, but what we didn't know is that Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Derrick Henry would have 60 combined yards at half. Yeah. Yeah, was, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy yeah. to me. It was it was because Kevin Stefanski and Baker Mayfield had their best game of the season. It was they yeah, were not even perfect. close. They were perfect in that first half. They, well, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's <laughs> say the best half of the season, please. <laughs> okay. Yeah, true. Well, I, Baker had a good second half, but his deep his receivers let him down. Um, and his, and uh, there's just penalties, but yeah, that was the the play calling. It, you could tell the defense had no idea what they were, what they were, what was happening. There, even the cameraman, I was saying, the cameraman was fooled because of how many play action passes. Um, it was almost like Tennessee prepared for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They did, and didn't yeah. look at any Baker Mayfield film. It was super no. weird. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. I, that's exactly the way to say it. it. They were ready to play. They played. They played well against our run game. Our run game didn't have that many explosive plays. I think they have maybe one or two, um, but they were completely manhandled by the passing game. Baker Baker had so much time to throw. 
the plays confused Tennessee defense. Uh, guys were running wide open, and, and Baker was just on point all day. Eight incompletions, I think he had at the end of the game. That's that's insane. That yeah, was, I know at halftime. I actually didn't even look at the end of the game, so I thought to look at those. But at halftime, Baker had four touchdowns, five incompletions. But remember, one of those incompletions was a drop pass that would have been a touchdown by Donovan Peoples-Jones. Right. Then again, DPJ made up for it with that double move for that 75-yard yeah. touchdown. That was, nice. that was beautiful. That was nice. Yeah, that was just the play. That, that, whole, that play was one of the best ones of the, of the game. They had... They had multiple uh, looks. There was uh, they were gonna score, throw a screen pass over on the left. And they faked that. It was a fake uh, play action, so they faked that too. And then the in the and on the backside they had the straight, a double move, which was just perfect run by uh, Peoples Jones. That was perfect play. And then and then on the end zone, that was my favorite play of the of the game. The uh, passing to Kendall Lamb. Uh, they had both running backs in the backfield. It was, I think, the one or two yard line. So, who would have thought the offensive lineman, the extra offensive lineman, would be catching in the end zone? Just a perfect, yeah. perfect play. The first time in 19 years that right. the Browns offensive lineman has caught a touchdown. Right. It was just. I mean, it's. It was. It's it was screaming. a master. It was a master class for Kevin Stefanski. That was he outcoached uh, Rabel. It's the Browns' been, offensive yeah. line had as many touchdowns as Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the first half, and the Browns <laughs> scored 38 points. Let that sink in for a second. That's crazy, yeah. And how many times have we talked about this year that uh, we needed Baker to win the game? Baker won the game today. He was the best player on the field. He, he outperformed he, every player. Yep. He wasn't just a game controller where he didn't turn the ball over and let Nick Chubb and Jarvis Landry and Kareem Hunt win the game. Baker won the game. Yeah, Baker Baker took it's control as of the that. offense. Yeah, that was he was unbelievable. And that let me good. tell you, good Baker is so damn so fun good. to watch, that's especially because he has like that cockiness too. Oh right, my that's gosh. that's Oklahoma Baker right there. That was the quarterback that we drafted, and if we can see more of that, man, this team has so many higher heights that they can hit. Um, if if he can pl- continue to play with that. That was that was his best game of his career. Um, he was excellent. He was, yeah. It was. I don't know. I'm still not over the fact that at halftime, Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples Jones were the leading receivers. Chubb and Hunt had 40 yards combined, and the Browns had a 38-7 lead. Like I, if you would have told me those stats, I would have been like the Browns right. are down 28-7. Yeah. yeah, and it, it shows a dynamic of the team that they're not. Just a run, run the uh, run, um, run game offense. Uh, they can they. I think I saw Jarvis uh, after the game said, "Yeah, we we just do anything that we do. Our offense is not just a run game. It's we do whatever's best for the team to win, and that's that's what they did today. They they saw that the passing game would be would be the way to go, and they really exploited the Titans' defense, and that was fun to watch, man. So fun, yeah." I like Mike Rabel. I mean, he's a former Buckeye. Yeah. I really want to question, like, he was, did he not, did he he not watch any film besides yeah. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? Like, I don't I don't get it. It's like they never saw play action before. It was wild. Like, they could Speaking not of, defend. Yeah, like, one of the biggest things of the Browns' offense is play action passes. Like, yeah. did Tennessee know that? 
<laughs> it didn't look like it. They and speaking of play action passes, can we just give a standing ovation to Kevin Stefanski for throwing a couple more screens today? Yes. Another and it was like, screen. wow, they gained another 10 yards on the screen. Wow. <laughs> who saw that coming? I know. Another chub screen. Uh, so thank God we're adding the screen pass in. It's just, you got to get the ball in those guys' hands, man. We have two talented backs that can make plays and, it's, it's starting to pop up again in the offense, so that's good to see. By pop up again, he means it's just starting to pop up. It's not again. <laughs> well, seriously it, though, it, last the season, screen we passes, like <laughs> Yeah, in the offseason, we were like, "Oh man, this is a per- Stefanski's offense is a perfect match because he loves running play actions and loves screen plays." Yeah. And before, like two weeks ago, the Browns only had a few screen plays on the season, and we were like, "What the heck?" And now they, they're starting to run them, and it's a whole new wrinkle. Yeah. It makes yeah, the defense it, worry about so much more. You can't be so aggressive up front. I mean, it changes everything. It changes the running game. changes the passing game. And when you don't have OBJ, you don't, when you don't have that, like, deep ball threat, even though I'd still say Jarvis and, like, DPJ and Richard and Hodges when he's healthy are kind of deep ball threats, but they're not Odell Beckham Jr., yeah, let's be not. honest. Yeah, there's there we don't really have one of those guys um, right now. And so – yeah, it's it's excellent, and we talked about it earlier, early in the season, way back in week one. I know we don't talk about that game, um, but that we talked okay. about how this. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't. I think we skipped week one, but um, we talked about how the offense would develop, and and you are seeing that now. He Baker is becoming more confident. Stefanski's adding more wrinkles in with those screen passes. It's it's just it's it's fun to watch this offense just grow together, um, and they're getting better. And that's all you can ask for at the end of the year: your team to get better, keep getting better, and keep getting wins. Absolutely, and I mean, let's be honest: no team had really had a regular training camp. There's no preseason. No, but the Browns had yet another coaching staff. Baker had his fourth head coach in his third year. So the Browns, we knew that the offense was going to take a little while to develop. I mean, that was obvious. With no, with a very weird training camp, no preseason games, nothing. And as you can see, as the season has gone on, the team has to continued to develop. They're adding more wrinkles to the offense. Yeah. The offense. Oh, speaking of the offensive line, once again, oh. dominant. Dominant, especially in the pass blocking, just dominant. They didn't. Baker hardly. I think he had one sack, one almost sack, which he got out of it. Um, it was just excellent by the by the whole offensive line, and it, it was a lot of it was helped out by the play calling, the play action. They they got off. They got Tennessee off kilter, and they they couldn't respond. Um, so yeah, shout out to the offensive line. They were super good. And it's hard to knock on Baker after he just put up 334 yards and four touchdowns, but he's got to stop with these intentional groundings. I mean, he made up for it by completing the first down still on the third long or third and long, but it's like every single game Baker's going to have a stupid intentional grounding. Yeah. I think it's like two or three weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's just got to, he's, he at least got to the line this time, but yeah, he's got to make sure that, um, that he's throwing it to a, an area where the receiver's at. Um, I, I like the I like the intention of getting it and avoiding the sack, but you got to make sure that you're not just throwing it away. Um, so that's just one small small problem, man. That's, like I said, it's a small problem, but against especially once the playoffs start, the Browns' offense can't afford to have a stupid right. play like that. 
right. I'm yeah. I'm more nitpick. I want a nitpick because when you're a playoff team, you need a nitpick. You can't yeah. have those plays against the Kansas City Chiefs of the world. Right. Yeah, and that's that's the thing I think Stefanski will talk about in the in the locker room. The the second half was not good, um, mostly because of mistakes. They dropped passes and they made so many penalties that just put them behind the sticks. Um, I think they had thirteen or fourteen penalties. It was it was getting out of hand um, in the second half, and it, you can't in the playoffs you can't have those penalties that just put you behind the sticks and make you to pass and uh, take you out of your game plan. So, yeah, it's it's I think it's another another win for Stefanski that is a learning experience for the team. Um, yeah, I think that was last week we said that, correct? Yeah, yeah. With a score, yeah. like. Let's be honest. The Browns blew out the Titans today, except it was a six-point win. Right. Yeah. It, like the it, score was a lot closer. The than, score was not not did not show what yeah. this actually game was. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So was, yeah, I guess for a team like this, maybe it is good. They still yeah. won easily. I guess you. I although yeah, I was nervous uh, at the end, they still won pretty easily. They did. There's a lot of learning experiences. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Like in the past, we would have learning experiences and losses and stuff and close losses this year they're winning and they're still having the ability to learn from their wins um shore up some um areas of um of concern like those mistakes in the second half um and we saw we saw from last week to this week that um they did fix some of the problems like baker mayfield he was perfect the whole game he didn't have those occasional miss throws where he would be where the guy's wide open perfect and, besides the intentional grounding all right, right. Continue. yes yes <laughs> perfect besides that but yeah the he, he was not off throughout the game um so that's good to see that he's improving from each week um it's a good sign for the coaching and and for the player development and it's nice to see that baker mayfield's playing well in nice weather the last two weeks has been very nice weather especially compared to the previous three games in cleveland Right. Um, yeah, because in the playoffs, you don't know. I mean, it could be a snowy game if you're playing in Buffalo, yeah. or you could be playing, I don't even know who. Like, Miami. Oh, you know, Miami, yeah. 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 Kansas City. Well, Kansas City could be snowy, probably. Yeah, Kansas City yeah. could be 70 or snowy. They're like the Ohio <laughs> of the world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 good to see that today showed that they can win in different ways. That's that's a That's a different thing that the Browns have shown. From any previous win, they've uh, except for Cincinnati, but um, they they won with the passing game. So that was great to see that they're a more diverse offense, a more diverse team um, going forward. So that was great to see. Yeah, I mean it's so hard. Like I said, it's hard to nitpick. Okay, right. But if you're going to nitpick, I'm glad. I, I guess I guess you. It's good to nitpick because that means Stefanski and the coaching staff is really going to nitpick. And there's a lot of, like we said, there's a lot of things to learn from. And the best thing is that they can learn from wins. Right. Yeah. This is what good teams do. Continue to learn. Right. This is what good teams do. They nitpick on wins. They nitpick, oh, we should have, we should have scored that touchdown in the first drive. We should have put it away in the second half. There's things that you can prove on, but you're getting the win. And that's just that's a huge step for this team. What the winning or the learning? <laughs> you could go with both on that one. <laughs> oh man, I love being a Browns fan. Seriously though, <laughs> this season is so freaking fun. 
It is. Especially yeah. with Ohio State. I mean, the Ohio State's undefeated, but they their games have been few and far between. So yeah. being able to still celebrate Victory Mondays, right? it's pretty freaking fun. Right. How many times have we, in the past few years, have we had the Browns have more wins than Ohio State? Uh, I, Zero. <laughs> right. Because Ohio we're, State usually starts a week or two before, so they're right. like two, two wins behind the eight ball from the start. Seriously, we're in December, and, and and Browns have a lot more wins than the Ohio State. That's, that's is this sad. real life? I know, right? <laughs> and, and they both were playing well. So <laughs> when's the last time that's ever happened? Usually, it's like it's it's been odd that it kind of flip flops sometimes when like when Ohio State loses, the Browns win that week. <laughs> and so it's it's good to get them both winning, um, but. Moving back to the Browns, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Browns. back to the Browns, though. Um, I'm just trying. Miles Garrett had a good game. I think he only had right. one sack, but there was a lot of plays where, like, he I forced Tannehill yeah. to move up in the pocket, and it turned into, like, a sack or a fumble or a throwaway. Yeah. I mean, there's so much more to a defensive, a good defensive end than sacks. I know people love looking yeah. at the stat sheet, but Miles oh. Garrett dominated again today, he and he only, he only had one sack. Yeah, and he was on every play. It was it was ridiculous how many calls he did not. <laughs> he did not. I think it. Miles Garrett gets held on every play, and that's why everyone's like, "Oh, there's holding on every single play." <laughs> well, yeah, there is against Miles yeah. Garrett, but the rest never call it. Yeah, it's 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 so fun to watch him, man. It's he flies off the off the edge, and it's just you you the past couple what three two games that he's missed. You can you could tell that it was it was different. Even though they stepped up, um, there wasn't just that constant guy getting to the backfield, getting around the edge, pr- uh, pressuring the quarterback, and that was huge for this defense, especially in the first half. They they pressured him, and then um, another guy who stepped up was Sheldon Richardson. He was he had an excellent first half. Um, he got that strip sack really kind of snowballed into that first half for uh, the Browns. It got them um, going, uh, got Tennessee out of their, out of their game plan. Um, so that was huge for, for someone else up there, up in the front uh, to step up with, uh, with, um, with miles. So yeah, that was the defense. The defense didn't play well in the second half, but we expected it. We, we didn't expect them to hold Tennessee to what seven points the whole game. Um, so yeah, it was great to see that um, that they did make plays when they needed to. They made they made turnovers uh, in that third quarter. They got that big turnover, which was huge. Um, it stopped the momentum of the uh, Tennessee. Um, so yeah, it was it was good to see the defense making plays, especially in the first half. Um, and they and they did what they what what the mentality was bend but do not break, get the get the big turnovers, um, and and just put the put the team in a position to stay in the game. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. The Browns were playing; they weren't trying to win the second half. They were just trying not to lose yeah. the second half. Which, when you're up yeah. what thirty eight seven at halftime, yeah. I guess you can kind of do that. Yeah, but it still was like. Browns. This yeah. should not be a six-point game. My heart should not be racing on this onside kick with 30 seconds left when you're up 38-7 at halftime. Right. Yeah. It was frustrating to watch, but yeah, it's 
that's it, the offense put them put him in that their performance in the first half by both the offense and put him in that position to be able to do that. So it worked out for him. <laughs> but yeah, it was a bit frustrating in the second half. I'm surprised to see. I know the Browns secondary was without Denzel Ward and they're already not good. But it was obvious that Ryan Tannehill was gonna pass the ball in the second half, even though they rely on their running game because it was a thirty they were down thirty one. I was surprised to see Tannehill still do so well. I mean, Corey Davis had eleven receptions yeah. for one hundred eighty two yards. <laughs> and the Browns knew they were gonna be passing the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, like I said, it's it's tough to nitpick when you're nine and right. three and you win. Yeah. But I, I'm just like like I'll compare him to Ohio State again. When I watch an Ohio State game, I'm not just comparing Ohio State to the other Big Ten teams. I'm comparing them to the Clemsons and Alabamas of the world. Now when with a nine and three Browns team, I'm not just comparing the Browns to whoever their current opponent is. I'm comparing them to well, if they're the fifth seed in the playoffs, they're gonna have to play the two seed or the one seed or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So when I see a Browns game like when they're up 38 7, I'm not comparing them to the Tennessee Titans anymore. I want to see how, you know what I mean? Like, if they're giving yeah. up stuff like that to Corey Davis, mm-hmm. what's Tyreek Hill going to do? What's right. Chase Claypool doing? You know what I mean? I'm just looking yeah. at more of the big picture. Because when it was 38 7, I basically chalked up the W. I know right. it's Cleveland. I know it's the Browns, but I basically <laughs> chalked it up as a W already. So yeah. I'm just like looking overall rather than just yeah. that specific game. Yeah, it's 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 what good teams do. They they look at what what they did wrong and the in in wins. Um, it was it was the defense has they they have their holes. We know that. Um, it will be helped out by Denzel getting back, um, and then hopefully getting um, getting hopefully wide. greedy. Yeah, greedy Williams, are you out there? Hello. <laughs> yeah, hopefully getting greedy, and then uh, hopefully getting Ronnie Harrison back. Um, it would be nice to maybe, maybe fingers crossed that they can enter the playoffs if they do make it um, with a full defense. I would love to see this full defense with everybody back there, see what they have. Um, but yeah, it's we know what this defense is. They're gonna be, they're gonna give up yards. They're gonna give up passing yards. They're gonna give up running running yards, which they did pretty well today. Um, but they're just gonna try to not give up touchdowns and they did that in the first half and then the second half they kind of struggle with that all right we're 25 minutes into this podcast and we're gonna bring up the nfl draft for the first time but i think it's pretty clear that the next draft in april is going to be defense 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 and defense yeah maybe maybe scattered in there a receiver if if they have to uh just get more depth but yeah it's gonna be defense (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this team needs defense. Like when you're leaning on, I hate hating on them, but when you're leaning on Andrew Sandejo, you need better defense. Right. It's 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 really like it's it's not fair to him. Like he he wasn't supposed to be in this position, but they they lost Grant uh, Grant Delpit early in early in the off season, and they just they didn't have anybody to replace him and. And they're 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 stuck with uh, Sandejo playing in a position that he's not. Speaking of Sandejo, he finally got a turnover today. And oh, and it's right back. There. <laughs> that's that pretty much sums up his his whole Browns career right now. 
that, that single play, he makes this great play, and then it's just wiped away. <laughs> he just I was like, oh, anything. man, poor Sandejo. Like, you're right. lucky to be a starting safety in the league right now, but you literally just made a play, and it doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, that was that was sad. <laughs> but yeah, the the defense. Um, I think they're they they're showing signs of getting better. Like for a few weeks back, they were just giving up eat everything. <laughs> so they are showing more fight uh, the past couple weeks. Um, but yeah, it's it's not going to be a defense that you're going to win a game single handedly like the like the Steelers. Um, Especially in the playoffs. Yeah, I really want to know what is going on with Greedy yeah. Williams. At the beginning of the season, they were questioning whether they should put him on the IR or not because he might be yeah. back. So now what? We're in week 14, and right. he's still not back. Yeah, I I would just love to get the, the story behind it. That's one of the biggest, like, just mysteries of the season. Like, where the heck has he been? Like, he, yeah, as you said, like, he, he didn't start off on the IR. They thought, okay, he'll be back in the game two or three. But then it was they put him on there, and it's like they don't talk about him anymore. It's it's wild. I'll get some hate from Indians people, but it's almost like the Indians uh, injury staff <laughs> was one that looked at Greedy Williams and said that there was a lot less of an extent of an injury than it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he'll only be yeah. out a few weeks. Fourteen <laughs> weeks later, he's still out. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. I I just hope he gets back. Because... He would be such a. I mean. Adding him that way, you can move Kevin yeah. Johnson back to the nickel. Yeah. It'll just be so. And then if Denzel Ward becomes healthy, you're the Browns are legitimately right now. I'm not saying that the defense would be a lot better, but they're without a starting safety and their top two cornerbacks mm-hmm. yeah. with Denzel, actually with Denzel both Ward and two LSU guys. Yeah, and both starting safeties now with Ronnie Harrison. True, with he, Ronnie Harrison also. He's, he's going to be your starter next year. Um, Andrew Sandejo has something to say about that, Joe. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's 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 a lot of people they're missing a lot of things. Um I really think if they just get healthy, like I know they're not gonna get fully healthy with Grant uh being out for the full season. I, I just wanna see them like with everybody. It's just it's just we've never seen it from game from week one, we have not seen it. And it's it's frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, we knew the defense was going to be bad. Well, it was going to be less than average this season, and then right. these injuries have just been killer. Well, luckily, the offense has stepped up. Right. Yeah. So it's like a next man. I know it's cliche, next man up, but it has literally been next man up. Yeah. OBJ goes down. The entire wide receiver group steps up. Yeah. Greedy Williams yeah. and Denzel Ward go down. Guys like Kevin Johnson step up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's it's what the team motto is, man. It's next man up. It's the team full team effort. Um, not they're not just based on one player. Um, which saw that today. We we thought this was going to be a run game. The run game would have to lead them. They stepped up. Baker stepped up. Um, passing game stepped up. And it was it was it's good to see that they're not just based on one one uh, one player, one side of the ball, or so, stuff like that. So that's good to see. And speaking of the passing game, Austin Hooper, like when they signed Austin Hooper to such a big contract, and Kevin Stefanski is known for using tight ends a lot. He hasn't had like any impact this year, and I yeah. really know that because I'm a, not only a Browns fan, but I have him <laughs> in fantasy football. And he just so it's weird. Like I don't know if 
he, I they think thought he was going to be better or if they're just not using it. I don't know. It's weird. I think it's just more of it's more of just Stefanski's and and Baker's mentality. They don't they don't like to focus on one player. It's is they like Baker. I think he had the first. I think it was like nine receivers he's target he targeted today. So he likes to spread it out. He likes to take uh, take the advantage wherever it is in the on the field. So it's not it's not always going to be one player. Um, Hooper, I think his presence has really helped. Like he's been a solid blocker, I think. Um, and then just being out there as a passing target, they got a they got a cover for him. So that opens up somebody else. So it's not gonna it's not gonna be the direct impact that he has, like for your fantasy team. But it's gonna be um, <laughs> it's gonna be the impact of what he does for the whole entire offense um, in terms of that for sure. Yeah. And it's crazy that the Browns. Baker did as well as he did, and David Njoku led the tight ends because I don't Harrison Bryant I don't think had a reception. I don't Austin think so. Hooper only had one or two, and then Njoku only had one or two. Yeah, let's see. and by the way, ten I would say ten receivers had a reception, but we have to include Kendall Lamb. So there were yeah, 10, ten Browns players had a reception. Ten targets, today. yeah, ten targets, and even Dearness Johnson I'm looking at that that was a wild. <laughs> We saw him in the first drive. I was like, uh, is Kareem Hunt hurt? And yeah, then, if you would have told me that Richard Higgins, Donovan Peoples-Jones would lead the team in receiving yards and Kendall Lamb would have a touchdown. <laughs> wild, yeah. that was It's wild. That, yeah, that shows Kevin's fancy, man. His play calling. He just he got everybody involved. He he, he threw the, the defense in a loop. They, they didn't know who to cover. And especially with that trick play, that Jarvis Landry to Baker Mayfield trick play. Mm-hmm. That was, which I guess I'd have to look at the rule, but that was an interesting roughing the passer because what if Jarvis faked that? He's not technically a passer. He's a runner. Yeah. So when he, when they called roughing the passer, I was like, huh, that kind of puts, I mean, I'll take it on right. a Browns fan, but that kind of puts the defense in a tough spot because what if Jarvis was literally just acting like he was going to throw it and then yeah. he was really running in reverse? I think it was more, I, I was looking at the hit. I think it was more, I don't. I don't think it was more of a roughing the passer. I know they called it a roughing the passer, but I think he he led with the helmet. It was more of that, and he hit he hit Jarvis in the head area. So I think it was still a penalty overall. But yeah, roughing the passer was interesting. I was like, I told him, I was talking to somebody. I never seen a receiver get a roughing the passer, <laughs> but it was really the wide receiver that right. could have ran with it. Uh, right. It was weird. It was, it was really weird. Yeah. Like I said, I was like, oh, wow, the Browns are catching a break again. But it was just yeah. weird. I'm a Baker speaking of catching acro- breaks. catch there, too. Oh, yeah, I know. Baker Mayfield looking like an athlete out there. Speaking <laughs> of Browns catching a break, first quarter, I think, Derrick Henry, fourth and one run. Oh, yeah. I think it was pretty clear that he got that, and that was a horrible spot. Yeah, it w- it was one of those things where if they didn't call it on the field, there was just not a not a good look for it. But we 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 pretty much knew that he got a first down. And that was like I know it was thirty eight seven and a half time. That was like a game changer because then it the Browns was. got the ball back and went down and scored. So instead yeah. of it potentially being seven seven, it's fourteen nothing. Right. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was that was a big moment in the game. Um. They actually got lucky at a spot. <laughs> Who saw that coming? Yeah, who saw that coming after last that week? Make up for last week's debacle. <laughs> that was just the the what three spots last week where it's like I don't know what they were looking at. So it's nice to actually have a 
have a good call go for your way for the Browns. Speaking of spots in football, it's crazy that we're in 2020 and it's still we're still <laughs> doing this. It's crazy <laughs> to me. Like you literally have all line. this technology and you're still allowing the refs from 20 yards away on the backside to determine where the ball is within inches of a yeah. first down. And then and then you have a you're bringing out chains with a stick with two sticks connected. <laughs> It's like we're wild. in 2020 and I still, that's one of the great, <laughs> like baseball, not going to electronic umpires and yeah. the first down chains are two like the more like guys. It's 2020. It's not 1980. Right. 1980. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's funny that what some sports just are stuck with stuck in tradition, man. <laughs> and then like, not only are the refs, like I, I I'm going off on a tangent now, not only are the refs, in charge of finding the spot, but then sometimes as they're like running to the spot, they the move football over. gets thrown to them. So then they like have to lean over and get the football, and then they come back to where they think the spot was. <laughs> I'm like, what? How's that possible? So and speaking funny. of the worst thing about spots, all right, now I'm going really going off on a tangent. Really when a punt goes out of bounds and the refs ask like they know exactly oh, yeah. where it went out of bounds at, I'm like, there's it's literally impossible. It. You're literally guessing at that. And point. the best part is like when the team on that sideline is like, no, 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 it's five yards <laughs> up here. It's like no one knows where it was. Literally no one. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is so true, man. That is so true. It's just one of those weird, quirky traditions in, in sports where. <laughs> a tradition that in 2020 should not be a tradition anymore. It should no. just be smart. Right. And it'd be yeah. so much more efficient. Like instead of, hey, let's go to a timeout because we have to measure. Hey, yeah. let's just go to the TV and see exactly where the ball is and, and see exactly where the first down marker. I don't know. It's just, yeah. like I said, it's just so weird to me <laughs> it's, that so we're weird. in this era and we're still counting on chains and referees to mark the exact. It, it's just crazy. And, the, yeah. and I laugh every time when like a ref is coming out onto the field to mark a ball. And then the ball is thrown to him. So then he has to like leave the mark where he yeah. was. And then he goes back to the mark where he thinks it was. I just shake my head every time. Yeah, it's it's funny to watch. But, but yeah. hey, it worked in the Browns' favor today, so I'll take it. It did. Yes, we got I the can't win. Can't say that too often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was that was. Funny. The Browns are catching breaks and are nine and three in December. Is this really happening? Right? Is this real life, man? <laughs> Is this real life? Right. <laughs> it's. It's great to see. One thing before we go, we gotta we gotta shout out Cody Cody Parkey again. He's just been lights out, man. Making he made that forty three yarder, I think it was. He's just been excellent. A Browns kicker that we can rely on, and his name's not Phil Dawson. Like this is this is great. This is huge for the Browns. They, Do you know why you know Cody Parkey's been doing so well this year? Is because, because you know, going through a game, you don't see anyone tweet. Hey Phil Dawson, you up? <laughs> right, yeah. Like we, I don't think we I've seen not... one tweet about Phil Dawson all season. That's well, we since know. week one. Since week one, when I we don't, had a, we don't when we count had a week one, Joe. Week one didn't happen, Joe. That's true. That's true. I have no I, idea what I, you're talking about. Preseason week one. Pre-season yes, exactly. Week. That was preseason. You didn't know <laughs> that the week one of the NFL season was actually the preseason, and that didn't true. count toward the record. It's true. We're nine and two right now. Exactly. <laughs> Joe, see, Joe is getting heck yeah, Joe. I'm proud of you. <laughs> nine and two. <laughs> no, but seriously, nine and three. 
And the three wins were ugly. They were all or three losses were ugly. Yeah. Baltimore blowout, Pittsburgh blowout, Oakland, we only got six possessions on offense. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a weird season, man. Yeah, it has been a a weird season. If you would have watched those three games, you would have said, Oh yeah, the Browns are definitely going 0 and 16 through that parade. And that's what like people have been talking about. Oh, their point differential has been off because they got blown out. <laughs> Even if their two losses were like by 30 points. Or Do you something. know how many times this week national people that don't oh like Cleveland and don't like the Browns are going to use that as a reason why oh, the Browns aren't good? Like it's it's just it's one of the most outdated things. Like they had two losses that they lost by 30. They still have nine wins. Like I don't understand this. There's I a reason why point differential literally is not used in any tiebreaker. Literally, no, it was, there it would probably be 50,000 tiebreakers. Point differential will never be used never. as one ever. No, it's never. It's just, oh, my God. Like, oh, sorry, you did not make the playoffs. You were outscored by 100 <laughs> points. Sorry, see you next year. <laughs> it just drives me nuts. But, yeah, I digress. <laughs> and I was so happy the Browns were actually up. Like they were positive point differential, and then the second half happened. So now they're back yeah, to negative. But hey, yeah. being nine and three and still having nine a negative eight. point differential—that's that's more impressive than it is it sad. Is impressive. It is impressive. <laughs> it just shows you those three losses were just like, what the heck were you doing? <laughs> but yeah, nine and three and looking good, man. So I'll leave you guys with this. To celebrate Christmas, every time you hear the word point differential for the next three weeks, take a shot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I will true. not promote taking shots. You have to be over 21. But for the next three ish yep. weeks, every time you hear the word point differential in the Browns, take a shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll be a fun game to watch. Especially <laughs> next week. You know it's going to be brought up. Oh, it's Monday Night Football, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be brought up so much. Hey, the Browns are 9-3, but are they really good? They have a negative – I don't even know what it is. They have negative 25-point differential. Are they really good or are yeah. they not good? <laughs> yeah. And, and they'll I'll use know. it to like compare a team. Like say the Browns are 9-3 and, and there's a team that's 5-7, and seven, but they have a better point differential. Are the Browns really better than this team? Because this team has a better point differential than Cleveland. Right. And then all, all you have to do – it's just like when you're when you're getting trash talked in a game and you're winning. Just say scoreboard, man. Standings nine and three, man. That's all that matters. Say standings, please, because if you say scoreboard, the Browns are technically losing. <laughs> that is the point. <laughs> standings. <laughs> Look at those standings, baby. Nine and three. Nine yeah, and three just, in second place. I try not to read anything really national when it comes to the Browns, just because even if they were twelve and zero right now. National people would still find a way to say, oh, it's the same old Browns. But with this point differential thing, it is so old. It's so old. Like, I know we lost to we we, we lost to these teams by a lot. It's yeah, like, I know we got blown out by the Ravens and Steelers, but I don't care. Right. <laughs> we have nine other wins that wipe those away that I don't give a crap about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah. yeah, I was so excited at halftime. I was like, oh, yes, we're not going to have to hear about point differential anymore. Yeah. Kevin Stan- And then Kevin Stefanski was like, nah, we're still going to let him talk about it. <laughs> he probably did it on purpose. <laughs> All right. Are the Browns on? Oh, yeah, it is Baltimore next week. Monday night football. Baltimore, oh, man. Monday night football, that man. might be a late Monday night for this podcast, but I guess oh, we'll yeah. see. It'll either be Monday night at like 1130 
And well, if it's like today's game, it's gonna be like freaking midnight because this game yeah. was over three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll Joe and I will either see you late Monday night or sometime on Tuesday after work, depending on the game results. <laughs> True, we might act like it never happened, just like we did week one. Although, week one, we still had a podcast. Yeah, if I won't even say, you know, I'll knock on wood. Let's hope that doesn't happen like week one, but if. It's any resemblance of week one. We might just ask like that week never happened again. Right. Yeah. It's but the Browns game. are going to win, so it's okay. The positive yeah. thing, though, is that even if the Browns lose, they're still 9-4. and four. Right. <laughs> you literally take the two New York games, and if the Browns win both of those, which they'll be favored in, 11-5. The worst they can be is 11-5 and five this year. That's That's exciting, man. That's awesome. I know this game. This game just gave us so much more wriggle, wriggle room with the rest of the season. It's, it's just it, they put them right. I think uh, if I do remember, I looking at um, the projections. I think it was ninety four percent if we won today. I have to look again. So now. you're telling me there's a chance? Six <laughs> percent chance, I guess. But uh, but yeah, ninety four percent chance for the playoffs now. Um, I'll have to relook at it this week. But I think that's what it was if we if we get this winded uh, this week. So yeah, honestly, um, these last four weeks, I know we just talked about a few minutes ago. It's more about staying healthy and taking care of business than really like showing up. Cause if they take care of business, they should go two and two. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Unless Pittsburgh's not, if Pittsburgh's not playing the starters, they should go three and one, but just it's take cool. care of business and just stay healthy. Those are the two biggest things. The final month of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And get healthy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get, get healthy get and healthy. stay healthy. <laughs> get healthy and stay healthy. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah especially get healthy. COVID. Especially COVID. Stay safe <laughs> and not get a uh, outbreak like uh, Baltimore has gotten in Cleveland for uh, a bit here. Let's be honest: if the outbreak that happened in Baltimore happened in Cleveland, the NFL would still make the Browns run out all their third strainers against whoever they're supposed to play. They oh, would yeah. not delay. It. Yeah. They would not postpone that game. Oh yeah, yeah. If, if like say Baker is out, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're without Baker, all of your wide receivers, and. Austin Hooper, well, just yeah, try out Kendall Lamb and have him play by receiver today. He probably you, touched on already this season. You, you go, you go play at Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's yeah. a whole other topic that Baltimore right. got to delay that, but we won't even get into that. Right. But yeah, oh, speaking of Baltimore, this Monday night will be their third game in 13 days. So if any, the Browns are not only five and one at home now, but they're also playing Baltimore their third game in 13 days, which is definitely ideal when it comes to football. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge, huge thing. They're playing. What day are they playing? Monday this week? Monday. I think there's a game Tuesday too. I don't know. It's either Monday or Tuesday. Let's uh, let's see. Uh, They play. Yeah. They're playing. They're playing Tuesday. So that's even even better. Even better. Wow. Even I can't wait for them to start complaining. I can already hear it. That's a short week for them now, and we have a long week too. We have eight days, so yeah, key, good advantage for the Browns. Um, two days, two days to prepare for them. Two days uh, longer than they would prepare for us. So yeah, it's, I'm excited to watch, man. It's going to be a national televised game. 
today was national national game um, for most markets. Um, so yeah, another exposure for the Browns. So it's good to see. Let's see if they get out to a fast start, man. That's the, that was the key today. Absolutely, a fast start. Yeah, fast start. Like because the the offense goes with Baker. So like Nick Chubb is good. Nick Chubb is very quiet. He could be a leader, but he's very quiet. With the way the offense got out today, Baker had to be so loud on the. I I hope he was mic'd up today, or or I hope someone was mic'd up that was by Baker today, because he had to be so cocky on those sidelines. Yeah, it was. So yeah, it, uh, just a fast, fast start. Getting getting confidence early. That's huge for this team, and it showed today. For sure, yeah. So, Browns take care of business, stay healthy, get healthy, yeah. and yes. for Browns fans, feel free to have an alcoholic. Be- if you're over twenty one, have an alcoholic yeah. beverage with you. And every time you hear the words <laughs> Browns and point differential, either take a drink or take That's a true. shot. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, nine but and three. It, we gotta enjoy it this week, man. Oh, absolutely. I, be, I, I'll we're say it again. Enjoy the haters, Cleveland right. fans. Enjoy yeah. the haters. Because yeah. you can actually like hear and read the haters and so be like, my team's nine and three. Yeah. Hey Bill Simmons, how are the Patriots doing, even though you're hating on the Browns? <laughs> yeah, another and another thing, we get to see Darren Ravel eat dog food and we get to see Clay Travis be wrong, like he always is. That so. is so much better than seeing what some people ate. And I'm looking at some Browns fans when Baker Mayfield is drafted. I'd much rather see someone eat dog food. But we'll we'll go on with that. <laughs> but yeah, get, enjoy it, Browns fans. We're yeah, enjoy three. it. Nine and three. If the Browns take care of business, they could easily. I won't say easily. They should be at least eleven and five this this season. Right. Mm-hmm. That it's still so weird. It's December and the Browns. It would be a disappointment if the Browns don't make the playoffs. That doesn't seem right. like it's like the same. Right. Seriously, I feel like I'm lying to myself. That's what. What's the position we're in now, man? It's 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 awesome. But yeah, so the Browns just beat the Titans in a game that was much closer, much, much, much. Well, it was much bigger of a blowout than the score said. Yeah, it was not. It was. It did not feel like a six point win. But yeah, nine and three, they control their own destiny for a playoff spot. Man, that's still so weird. And <laughs> we'll be back with you guys either next Monday night, late night, or Tuesday after work. Thank you, guys. Yeah, see ya. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes on Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access.